Well, hey guys, um, thanks for joining us today on Renewed Focus. This is what, episode five, four? I'm not keeping track. <laughs> I don't know. I have to go back and look. Well, my name is Colton, and as always, I'm here with Pastor Matthew. What's up, brother? Thanks for being here, man. Uh, we had a really great week last week with our celebration, one-year anniversary podcast. So I hope you guys have had a chance to listen to that. That was a ton of fun as we got to sit with several of our members and do that. And so on the front end here, I just want to lay out some logistics uh, and then we'll move on to some other things. So if you're uh, checking out Renewal, if you're a member of Renewal, just always remember that we have ways to get, keep you connected. Uh, first is our family devotional um, that's posted with the video every Sunday, which goes live at 10 a.m. on all our socials. Uh, we also have a Google Doc for members that is keeping track of needs and prayer requests and just general how are you how are you doing. Uh, and so I encourage you guys to check that out uh, this week. And so as always, we Matthew and I, we want to connect with you guys and see Absolutely. how you're doing. Um, and so even though we're not physically together and we know something's not right, we're still the church, the body of Christ. And uh, we need to serve one another and love one another. Um, so Matthew, I know there was one big thing you shared with our faith family on Sunday as far as the future of renewal goes. And so I think it'd be good to share that and just ask, call the church to pray. Yeah, well, it was, first of all, just great to see everyone again, even if it was just virtual. It was just awesome to see people's faces and smile and, and laugh again and pray together. And so that was a good time. Um, yeah, so as far as the prayer requests, I, I would say on my mind, what's the heaviest is just a meeting venue. Yeah. There's just so much unknown. The level of uncertainty is absolutely incredible. Where, yes, Governor Abbott, has a plan to you know ease the restrictions um, and yet still there is no plan for large gatherings and we don't know when we'll be back in and he did announce and so now we know that schools will not be meeting at all until maybe august even that is unknown yeah which we meet in a school <laughs> absolutely so meeting in a school greatly impacts you know our church gathering so even yeah. if for example, if churches are allowed to meet again, that doesn't guarantee us that the yeah. school district will let us back into the school. Yeah. So, man, we just don't know. But the good news is, is that we have two trailers, and we are willing to go anywhere. We can meet anywhere. That's right. We can go meet under a tree somewhere. That's right. We <laughs> a pretty will... big tree. Or, you know, a tent. <laughs> we can meet in the pavilion, in yep. the park. We can rent ballroom, yep. there's lots of places that we can go. Yep, God will provide a way um, for his people to gather. We don't know when that will be, but um, just want you guys to know, one, to be praying for that, um, because Amen. we know that God will provide a way, but um, God will use the prayers of his peoples um, to unfold his purposes. And so we want to pray and seek the Lord and seek his vision on what he wants to do with renewal, and so we just don't know um, at this point. So, Matthew, um, there were several Zoom meetings past week. So as yeah, we're talking awesome. about just <laughs> gathering in the future, we're still meeting, um, just different, not how we want to meet, but people are gathering virtually. And so we had three Zoom meetings last week. One was a members meeting on Sunday, and then we had all of our kiddos <laughs> and their parents meet over Zoom, and then we had a renewal youth meeting so give us an update on how those went. Yeah, well, it was great. So for the first in the Zoom with all the members, we had about half members that were there. And I texted every single one that wasn't there saying, hey, we missed you. <laughs> what awesome. happened? 
And it was it was all kinds of different things on just schedule where people were like, oh, I was outside and I forgot. <laughs> and I was like, not very impressive. <laughs> nah, but, but it was good. And so just seeing everyone again was such a blessing. Yeah. And then, as you mentioned, we had a renewal kids Zoom and there were several families that came on. And so Bonnie, my wife and Andy Pard led that. And it was just sweet seeing yeah. seeing the kids connect again. Hey, kids are kids. And so it's kind of hard with uh, a Zoom for them to hold still and talk into the computer. But it was it was really great for them to see each other again. And as far as the youth, now, that was a whole different level. Oh, yeah? Because, yeah, so like, like in my house, I had Josh, who's a high schooler in his room with his laptop. And I had my, my daughter, Abby, who's in middle school. And she had a friend over who was with her, Kira, who's in her house often. I had these three youth that were in two different rooms. And so I was trying to give them some space and not be overbearing and kind of stay out of their way. And I was in my room. And then all of a sudden, I hear this yelling at the top of their lungs <laughs> and laughing. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, there was some kind of a scavenger hunt where they were all trying to find something. And so one of the things was find something that's alive. And so <laughs> these three youth, they're running to grab our dog, our 11-pound schnauzer, Gracie. And they're, they're all trying to grab her. So I'm like fearing for our dog's health. With, they're all trying to grab her. They go show her on the TV or on the laptop yeah. and say, look, she's alive. So, But it was fun. I heard so much laughter and just having a great time. So yeah, and it was a really good showing. So most of our youth were there. Yeah. Um, so just thankful. Yeah, it was interesting to me in the members meeting, it was so good to see everyone's face and it gave me so much joy to see people's face that I hadn't seen in a while, you yeah, know, because we've been calling them or I've been texting them, um, but so many of them, I just hadn't seen their face. And so one, that was really good, but at the same time, it just didn't feel right, you know? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it was really good, but I don't know, I think a lot of people felt that it just this isn't how it's meant to be. And um, with COVID-19, I think what's been revealed to me is just the the sin of the world and how it's corrupted everything and robs us of the joy and hope that we have in Christ. And I think we're, I'm feeling that right now. Um, just as we think, as I looked at everyone's face and like, I want to be in your presence. It's just not the same. I mean, I'm thankful for Zoom. Absolutely. Yeah. I should have bought stock in Zoom back in like <laughs> There's a lot of people. January. had yeah. no idea. But yeah, I mean, I'm thankful for Zoom. Just, uh, it just has created this deep longing and this soul ache yeah. that we're made for each other. We need each other. And so from day one, this church has been all about being highly relational. Yeah. And even last week when we were doing our podcast and having several of our members with us here in the room, man, it was just so sweet to be together. Yeah. yeah. Even socially distant. Uh, yeah, to a degree. <laughs> it's all good. It was less than 10 people. Good. Well, we're uh, transitioning on our, at least our th- Sunday um, sermons and our focus during the week. Um, we're, we've moved out of Galatians, and then we had Easter, and then we had our one-year anniversary. But this week, we're actually starting a new series on Habakkuk. So first, let me ask you, did I say that right? Absolutely. Okay. Now, I know your wife says <laughs> it's Habakkuk or something. <laughs> Poor Katie. Yeah, so we just need to be clear here on the front end. How do you correctly pronounce it Habakkuk thank you very good now if you will uh, just tell us the vision 
um, why this series, where we're yeah. headed. Give so, and I mentioned this in the sermon, it's kind of a preview here, is last September I spent about two days just alone with just a notebook and the Bible and just before God and just spent two days walking in the woods and just being in retreat center and just seeking God's face, asking for his wisdom on what I should proclaim and how to feed God's people called Renewal Church. And I came away from that with several different series planned. One was Galatians that we just finished. And another one was a series in Habakkuk. I was just praying for God, give me wisdom on an Old Testament book. So I really wanted something in the Old Testament. And he just kind of impressed on me this need to have a sense of confidence in whatever chaos we have in our world. Now, this is in September. So that, so that's the name, right? Yes, Confidence in the Chaos. Yeah. And I had no idea what kind of chaos that March would bring. Yeah. But again, many months ago, God had just put in my heart on just need to really lead our church through understanding that we can have absolute confidence through Christ. And Jesus himself is the one that has solved the problem of evil with his mm. work on the cross and his resurrection. Mm. So I'm, awesome. I'm looking forward to that on Sunday. Yeah, so that's going to be three weeks. Yes, sir. Three-week series. So it'll be, it'll be quick, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to you leading us through that. All right, Matthew. Um, I've been thinking this week and, and praying and just asking the Lord to work on my uh, heart this week. It's been a harder week for me. I've I've had some allergies, and uh, when I get sick, I just I think most people do. They just get down because they feel yeah. useless and they want to get out and not be sick. And uh, but it's also like the, the extra anxiety of just having allergies. <laughs> yeah, in this season, and you it. can't be around people and. Um, so this week, this text has really done a good work on my heart. It's Hebrews 6, verses 17 through 20. Um, and so let me read that for us right here. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath so that By two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so, Matthew, uh, this text to me, just there's a couple things that stick out. Uh, One is that phrase, um, that phrase that God showed to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable character of his purpose. Amen. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Just the idea that that God won his unchangeable. And so he's unchangeable to who he is, uh, who he says he is, to his promises, but also he's unchangeable in his purpose. And so this season, um, we don't know why, and we're not going to try to explain why. We've said that before. We don't know. Um, God has a purpose. But God has a purpose, and, and we have to come and approach that with faith. And it says it's impossible for God to lie. Um, we who have fled for refuge, think about that. 
we who have fled for refuge, which means we're running from something that's not good. Absolutely. It's not good for our soul. And we are running for refuge. <laughs> and, and it says that we would have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. So it's this picture that we're running from something to something, and we are holding fast to that what we're running to is worth is worthy of our worship, worthy of our our direction, whatever that might be. Um, and so I don't know how this text ministers to your soul, but those are kind of the oh, things there's that a lot stick of thoughts. Out to me. Uh, it's a beautiful text. That, I mean, what strikes me here initially, and particularly when we think about this quarantine season, man, it's a reminder. Yeah, that our our days are numbered, and that God is sovereign over it everything in our lives and that our lives are actually more fragile than we sometimes tend to think that it is. Mm. And we're just reminded of how desperate we are for God and his mercy. And I mean, think of our economy. I mean, right before the quarantine, we had the best economy in, in modern history. It was unbelievably good. And then just like that, it all just collapsed. Mm. And that's just a picture of our lives that can be so fragile and and we just need God's grace. Uh, There's so much in this text. I mean, I I like what you're talking about, how verse 18 describes that God is unchangeable Mm. in his character and in his promises. I love how it says that there's two unchangeable things. I was pondering, what are are these two things that are unchangeable? And as I'm looking at the text— well, one, it's God's promise. So God's promises are unchanging. And and his oath, it says guaranteed with an oath in verse 17. And so it's his promises and his oath, both that are unchanging because they're rooted in the very character of God that is unchangeable. Mm. And so the idea that he makes promises and that he will keep them and that he makes an oath. An oath by what? Like, what does God swear by? Well, if you look at a few verses earlier in verse 13, it says that he swears by himself. Mm. So God makes this oath. He swears by his own nature, his own self. Why would God do that? Well, because he is the most glorious and infinitely perfect being. And so he can swear by nothing other than by himself. And he is a guarantee. And Jesus' work on the cross is the proof that he keeps his promises, his oath and his promises that go hand in hand. It's just astounding. And then we're told to hold fast in verse 18, that we're told to hold fast. Now, isn't that interesting, Colton? Because oftentimes don't we think of God when the one's holding us? Yeah, I mean, there's a song um, called "He Will Hold Me Fast." Yeah, it's it's a play off an old hymn that someone wrote an extra verse yeah, to. Yeah, um, yeah, he's yeah. yeah, yeah. But he said, you know, the, the chorus is like, you know, he will hold me fast. He will hold me fast for my Savior loves me so. So he will hold me fast. Yeah. Uh, and so that's generally what I think of when I hear that phrase "hold fast." And so when I read this text this week, I was just thinking about how those two work together. Right. Yeah. So. He will hold me fast, therefore I will hold fast to that hope that is in him that's unchangeable. And because when I first read this text, I thought, okay, 
usually I think of it the other way. Exactly. Right? But I can't hold fast because of what you're talking about in the rest mm-hmm. of the text. It's because he is unchangeable to his promises. He doesn't change his promises. He doesn't change his purposes. He doesn't change himself. He doesn't lie. And so I'm holding fast to the fact that he is holding fast to me. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. And so ultimately, I think the key here with this 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 mystery of God's holding on to us and we hold on to him is not optional. We're told to hold on to him. Yeah. And yet, left to ourselves and our strength, we can't. Mm-mm. So the whole point of the gospel is that God changes our hearts so that we are able to hold fast. Yep. And he gives us not only the strength to hold fast, but he gives us the desire yep. to even want to hold fast. Yep. Because, I mean, when it's stressful, we just want stress relief. Yeah. That's it. Like, look, man, I'm 40 years old now, and so I feel it in my bones some days, and I have to stretch <laughs> every day. And this week, you know, like we go jogging and running. And so I was with, with my daughter, Abby, who's like in track. And we were kind of jogging. And then she starts going a little bit faster. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, she wants to race. I'm like, oh, it's on. And so I turned on the jets and I smoked her. And then today I was jogging with my son, Josh, in high school. He wanted to race me. And I raced him and I, I took him down too. And I was like, you probably oh. only got like one or two years. No, dude, no way, man. <laughs> But when you're, but then afterwards, I'm like in pain. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like hurting. And so it's like whenever you're in pain, you just want relief. Yeah. yeah. And, and yet we can look to other things that we can hold fast to for relief in our pain. Yeah. The, the frustration of COVID-19, like we just want relief and we can hold fast to other things. And yet God's spirit changes us so that we even want to. And had the ability to hold fast yeah. to him. You know, um, in my other job, because <laughs> I'm part-time with Renewal and part-time with an organization called GoCorps, and that's also where my wife works, um, we have goers, that's what we call missionaries, all over the world right now. And all over the world, they are going through the same thing that we are, quarantine, COVID-19. Yeah. And today we were, oh, through Zoom, um, one of our team leaders that's in Tajikistan came onto the call so he's kind of like you he's the leader he's the vision caster and he's got three or four of our goers um 20 somethings with him and he was telling us about their current situation and i was thinking about this text holding fast um god holding fast to us and also us holding fast to that hope and he said that currently um the government there is not acknowledging the virus and so there are people dying every day um, in Tajikistan, but they're not acknowledging it. And so there's, the government isn't giving them orders on whether to stay home or just do it. So there's nothing. It's silence. And so he has to make the decision for his team on what to do because he knows that it's happening. Um, and then he said that they were informed that the last flight going back to the U.S. was approaching. And they had to make their team had to make a decision on whether or not they were going to leave Tajikistan and come back home. And if they don't do it, they don't know when they're going to get there. Wow. And he said, and, I, and I, it was astonishing, just listen to this guy talk about it. He said, we decided to stay because we know that our God is good and he will hold us. Amen. And I thought of this text and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like he's watching this flight, this, his only option to go back home to safety. Yeah. Um, and he says, no, I'm going to stay with the people that I'm called to serve. 
And I just thought that was incredible. And I thought of this text. Of, well, yeah. I that's mean, the hope you have to hold on to. It's the anchor of the soul, yeah. like in verse 19. Like, what would make someone do that? Like, what makes someone say, I'm going to give up that flight and and fear getting this virus with no legit medical attention available to me? Yep. yep. Why? Because of the anchor of the soul. And I love how it describes this anchor of the soul. It says that it's Jesus who went behind the curtain who has gone back up to heaven. And so we're, we have this steadfast anchor. So it's like this anchor, it's anchored in heaven. Mm. And that holds us. Yeah, It's absolutely astounding. And who's holding on to that end of, of this rope, so to speak? It's Jesus yeah. who says he's a high priest. And Melchizedek just refers to this character from Genesis 14 that we don't know much about. There was like no genealogy. He just appears from nowhere. (laughs) And so he's a forerunner for Jesus. Yeah. And he was a king of Salem. And the word Melchizedek, Melech means king. And then Zedek means righteousness. So Jesus is a king of righteousness and the king of peace or Salem. Yeah. And so this is who's holding on. Yeah. And so we, we have confidence that we can have fruit in the middle of this COVID-19 and enjoy his presence. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, I hope you guys have um, been encouraged today. Uh, know that we're praying for you and we are fighting this battle with it, with you. And so Matthew, why don't you just read um, verse 18 for us to kind of lead us out today. So this is our hope that we hold on to as we draw near to him, that there are two unchangeable things, again, God's oath and God's promises, in which it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement. So this week, Renewal Church, may we have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. Amen. Thanks, guys. Love you guys.